Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day listeners and welcome to another episode of the Steven Arden Football Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Misuboy SG and Starshot Bakery. Continuing with our build-up to the upcoming Premier League season. Um, last episode, we had our club-by-club uh, club special where we focused on Tottenham Hotspur with Cedric to talk about the recent Harry Kane saga and the, the, new, the new manager, Nuno, and as well as how, uh, how they should improve the squad. And Cedric mentioned that the defense is more of a problem than the attack, and, and he doesn't mind trading Kane for a, for, for a good defender from Manchester City. And today, we are going to uh, branch out a bit to talk about the, um, the, the, the new rules, uh, the new changes in the rules um, that will affect, they will come to affect uh, in the new season in, on, in 2020, 2021 and 2022 season. And before we start, I'd like to welcome back my um, panel of guests. So firstly, is my co-host Arjun. Arjun, welcome back. Uh, thanks, Stephen. Good to be back. Yes, we have a lot to discuss today. Um, yeah, and also, um, I brought back the gang, <laughs> the Euro 2020 <laughs> final gangs of Ude and Cedric. Ude, welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. We're glad to, glad to discuss more football again today. Um, and last but not least, yeah, Cedric, Cedric, welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me back. <laughs> All right. Um, Okay, so let, let's jump right straight uh, uh, into it, okay? So firstly, we're going to talk about the, uh, the, first rule change that, the first rule change that we're going to talk about and whether you all can feedback to me whether you agree with this uh, change in the rule or not, okay? So the first rule change concerns VAR because uh, we know that VAR is only implemented um, a few seasons ago and improvement is still being implemented seasons, as the season goes on. Yeah, and we see that um, uh, VAR is not much of a topic or a discussion throughout Euro 2020. So probably they can, um, uh, Premier League can, can refer to what Euro did uh, in terms of the uh, VAR application and apply it on the, on, on the Premier League season, uh, in the upcoming Premier League season. So Arjun, firstly we'll talk about the um, thicker lines, okay? We talk about the, the very thin lines um, in the previous two seasons, whereby we have instances like uh, we have armpit being offside, we have toe new being offside, we have noses being offside. Yeah, so uh, by implementing a thicker line, uh, this, as the privilege claim, will give uh, the attackers more benefit of the doubt, and also this will <laughs> this will uh, this may rule out uh, instances where a player's toe uh, will lead to a goal being chopped off. Um, what do you think about this rule, and do you agree with it? Um, firstly, I think this rule is more like uh, trying to paper over a crack. Because uh, I think we all spoke about VR as well, and I've mentioned before how I don't like VR. I think uh, the pre-VR days were way better. Yes, like you, like you, like you mentioned as well, the VR implementation in the Euros was definitely much better, less intrusive to the game, uh, less to complain about. I don't think there were so many uh, close offside calls as well to be debated. So VR as a whole, uh, I feel, is not necessary. But having said that, this particular rule, changing from a thinner line to thicker line. Yes, theoretically, it should 
lead to uh, giving the benefit of the doubt to the attacker, uh, where he has to be uh, really like offside by a bigger margin to actually be counted as offside. Uh, I guess sort of going back to the pre-VR days where linesmen have to see by eye whether they are offside, and this leads to like marginal offside cases not being ruled out as offside. Uh, I think, yeah, it's definitely a positive change, but I don't think it's enough. Uh, I Like I said, I think it's just trying to pay for work, right? So yeah, that's my point of view. All right. Um, Uday, what are your thoughts on these thicker line changes? I think that it's definitely better with regards to making it thicker lines because it then prevents, like what you said, these armpit offsides and everything. I can remember an incident where Sterling versus uh, Zuma, if I'm not mistaken, where Sterling's armpit was offside and Zuma's uh, butt cheek was uh, preventing the off was actually ahead of his uh, armpit. That is why Sterling was offside. And it makes me wonder, like, imagine if a player had a bigger butt cheek. Does that mean that the player is onside then? So it prevents instances like this. Um, I note Arjun's point of it just uh, being like a very simple solution to a complex problem. But anything that helps uh, increase the attacking side of the game definitely makes it a better spot altogether. And maybe if we get more goals and more we'll get more open games compared to how last season was in which there were a lot of KG affairs even between the big teams. So I think it might be a good uh, decision to have the thicker lines. Yeah, okay. Agree with you. Um, I think for myself personally, I I don't mind the rule change whether it's thicker lines or thinner lines. But the fact is that they have to constantly apply across different seasons and they have to do it correctly, you know. Sometimes I feel that they are drawing lines a bit slanted and it kind of uh, slant towards the attacking player being offside rather yeah. than being onside. When, in fact, you know, yeah. you can see that they are actually onside if they draw the line correctly. Um, mm-hmm. Cedric, what is your viewpoint on this? I should share the same thoughts as you, Stephen. Uh, I don't really care if it's thick or thin, but uh, I do see that, you know, if it's thick, that it would lead to more goals. And the whole point of uh, making these rules changes, like even the changes that we're going to talk about later, most of those changes are about uh, uh, getting more goals in the game. Because I think one of the most frustrating things that fans uh, uh, hated about VAR was that they celebrated and then the goal gets chalked off, (laughs) you know? So uh, I think they want, that's the main point. They want to get rid of that that part. Like, uh, because the thing is, Yes, VAR is kind of more accurate in a way. So it, in a way, it's too good. <laughs> VAR is working too well. You yes. know, it's too accurate in terms of like, you know, really what would they say about the butt chick and all that? that that's all true. And that's why it's working that well. It like even measures like the, the, the circumference of your own body. So uh, since it's a, a rule to, to make more goals in the game, you know, I guess I would support it. But even if they didn't make this change, I think at the end of the day, doesn't really matter too much to me uh, because, you know, we do want the accurate uh, accurate uh, numbers. Uh, I mean, the accurate decisions. But um, yeah, so even if they move to thicker lines now, there's more leeway now. So uh, yeah. we just get on with it. Yeah, I think it's a good point you raised there about um, the celebrations because I think all of us here, whether Tottenham, MU or Liverpool, we all experienced where we actually celebrated the goal. And... And then there was no indication that it will be chopped off. And then, you know, 30 seconds later, suddenly there was a flag. 
uh, sorry, not there, there wasn't a flag. Um, there was a review on a VAR. So it's kind of roller coaster emotion. It doesn't really sit well with with with, with us fans, you know. Whereby previous previously, where you see um the assistant referee just raise up his flag and then we know that okay, this is this is not a goal. Immediately, you know, instead of the VAR taking ages to review the goal, you know, and then you know, it's a different feeling and it's a it's not a usual feeling for for us as a fan, you know, coming from a few seasons back. Yeah. So speaking of v- VAR and Euro. I just had to highlight that, okay, Euro, uh, it was a 51-game uh, tournament. So the sample size is probably smaller compared to a 380 games across a Premier League season. Yeah, so probably um, uh, uh, the, 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 the comparison is not there. But of course, there, there, there was some, some, some debate as well. Uh, remember Sterling's, uh, Sterling's dive against Denmark? Some, some people say that you know, VAR was too kind to England to, to, to give them a penalty. Um. Yeah. Another. T- another uh, point. Steven, I have one thing. Yeah. I have one thing that I wanted to talk about the Euros and the VAR. There's another yes. thing that you need to uh, take note that the Euros had more officials in the VAR yes. room compared yes. to in Premier League. So that is right. why it right. made uh, decisions uh quicker compared to in the Premier League. So maybe instead of focusing on thicker lights or whatever, maybe have more officials there. I think that should be a better rule change that uh, VAR should look at maybe in the following season if they can't do it this season. But more, more, if you think about it, more referee doesn't mean quicker decision, you know, like, they, they, you know, there's a saying that goes, what, uh, you know, too, more, many cooks too many cooks, the soup. Yeah, too many cooks, yeah. yes, correct, correct. There may be <laughs> argument, you know, you know, stuff like that. So, so I, I don't know how they work, I don't know how they operate in, 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 in Euro 2020, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there was one point. There was one point that I want to make here is that, um, uh, remember previously in the previous two seasons when VAR was implemented in the Premier League, we can yeah. see the referee drawing the line, <laughs> and, and I, I think it is a it's a very stressful, stressful job for the referee who is drawing the line because millions of fans around the world is looking at them drawing the line, but now they have changed it to such a way that the drawing the process of drawing the line won't be shown. It will be something similar to the Euro 2020, whereby they only show the the end product, you know. Yeah. So like only after the line is drawn, then they confirm that it's offside or whether it's onside or offside. Then only they show the final diagram, is the, the final picture instead of showing the process of drawing the line. Yeah, Arjun. Um, what are your thoughts on this this change? Yeah, actually, to be fair, initially, uh, I was against this change because I thought it removes responsibility. Uh, from them, as in they don't show the process of how they arrive at the decision. But having thought about it, I I, I think uh, it's it's actually a positive change because it removes the pressure from them. Uh, as well, it's, it goes back to simpler times where you don't need to see the process of the decision. You just need to see the end product, and you can debate from there whether it was correct or it was wrong. So I think I think it's definitely a positive change. Uh, fans don't need to go through the debate. Uh, of how they draw the line and all that. You can see the end product. And if you're happy with it, you're not happy with it, you can debate it then. Uh, and it's less pressure on the officials, as you mentioned as well. So yeah, I, I see it as being a positive change for sure. Yeah, I think benefit or doubt to have to be given to them like just that, you know, uh, that, we, that we hope that the ref are, are impartial. Because previously, when, when they shown the line being drawn, we can say that, okay, hey, it has to be fair, you know. You know but now that... The process will not be shown. Let's let's hope that you know the ref will be impartial in that sense, right? Uday, what are your thoughts on this? 
I'm going to take play the devil's advocate here and disagree with that because human beings love transparency. And the whole reason VAR was introduced was to make sure that there was transparency and people like us or football pundits don't have to discuss in length with regards to decision made by referees. What VAR should do is actually follow what cricket does. Cricket uses decision review system. And as a football fan, me personally, who loves transparent decision-making, they should just keep it, keep all fans in the loop. You know, if you're already using thicker lines, show us that you're using thicker lines. Don't say that you're using thicker lines and then draw thin lines and then make a decision based on that. That doesn't help anything with regards to that. It doesn't... Uh-huh. And, and there's a... Like, for a law, in real life, if you murder someone, you murder someone. There's no thin or thick line to murder someone. There's no... Of course, you have consequences and reasons for murdering someone and then it reduces your life sentence. So, I disagree with this point. And if they start doing that, maybe fans will be a bit more uh, lenient towards... Of course, I'm not talking about the crazy fans out there. I'm talking about the more structured fans who believe in critical thinking and decision-making. So, I disagree with this. They should leave it and allow transparency to pe- to all the fans to see what is happening right now with regards to decision making. Again, playing the devil's advocate here. So, yeah. Yeah, I get what actually, actually, firstly, I also I also agree with Arjun and Uday how you all feel like. Why are they not showing? Are they, is there something to hide? You know, that was my first feeling. Yeah. Is there something to hide with yeah. the ref? Like, you know, why are you not showing? You know, uh, is there a biasness here? But probably if you're thinking from their point of view, like, it's, it's a quite a stressful job, you know, drawing the lines uh, with the eyeballs of million eyeballs looking at you. Um, Cedric, what are your thoughts on this? So, um, I again, when it comes to uh, uh, all these rule changes, I think most of them are about trying to get more goals in the game. It so happens that this is the only rule change I see from the list that is protecting the EPL themselves. Um, so, in a way, as a fan, you do want to see how the sausage gets made. You do want to see the process and everything. But to be honest, whenever they're drawing lines, I don't, I don't really understand what's going on. So... <laughs> Um, I always wait for the end result. I always look away from the screen whenever that's hap- whenever they are drawing the lines anyway. Uh, but you know, for people who do understand what's going on, I think they would they they want to see that happen. And the reason why they are doing this change, this is more of a move to protect themselves. The same reason why in uh, in in in, uh, in football you don't hear the referee talk, whereas you can hear the referee talk in like in other sports like tennis yes. or or rugby, you can hear what the empire is saying. Yeah, Bro. and Bro. the reason why football sorry. Sorry, hello? Sorry, go, go ahead, go ahead, Cedric. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, so the reason why football doesn't have that rule is because they want to protect the referee. It's, there's actually no reason for doing that. So, you know, to protect themselves, I guess it's the right move for them. And uh, for the fans who don't really understand what's going on, I guess seeing the end result is good enough. So this is a move that will probably piss off the people who do want uh, the, trans- the, the real transparency and they want to see how, every- how the decision is made instead of arriving at the final point. So those are those are the only people who will be upset by this. Yeah, thanks, Cedric. Um, speaking of giving more goals, actually, the next rule or next clarification will also help us to understand more about why certain goals were being chopped off um the previous in the previous two seasons, and this goals that uh this goals involved the umpits. So uh, ever since uh, VAR was implemented, actually, as a Liverpool fan, we have a couple of Firmino goals being chopped off because his armpit was offside. Um, 
yeah, so this is the first time I'm hearing armpit offsides ever since I supported football in 20, 2006, you know. And since we are coming, we have a new rule that armpit are considered offsides. Um, yeah, so um, there's a quotation, there's a quote here um, uh, on, the, on the FIFA website whereby the offside line should start at the bottom of the armpit. So bottom of the armpit is now being classed as a part of the body where offside will be measured from. So this indicates that what whatever the officials did for the previous two seasons is correct, you know. Uh, Ampi indeed is an offside position. So, uh, I mean, as fans, we should be starting to get used to Ampi offside from now on. Arjun, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, uh, I, I feel offside is quite simple as it, any body part that you can score a goal with, it should be offside. Uh, I think it should be as simple as that. So, Ampit, if I'm not mistaken, you can score a goal with Ampit because it's not considered a part of your hand. Uh, so then, yeah, it should be considered offside. Uh, it's just, yes, it's frustrating because before VAR, we never had to get used to this. Uh, and this is not something that a lifespan can spot. This is definitely something only the VAR can spot. So once again, like you mentioned before, delayed celebrations. Uh, you celebrate a goal and then, oh no, it's uh, chalked off because of the Ampit. It's so frustrating. But yeah, that is the rules. You can score a goal with Ampit. Uh, it has to be chopped off. So, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely uh, a, a good rule to have and they should maintain it. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, uh, Ampit can score a goal, yes, yes, but it is frustrating because that uh, we have never seen Ampit goals before other than I remember Balotelli goal with his shoulder against Norwich, but other than that, you know, there's nothing that's close to Ampit. Nobody will raise up their hand and use the Ampit to, to knock the ball into the goal. Uh, Uday, your thoughts? Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I honestly have nothing much I can say with regards to this. I, I guess I agree um, that it's a good decision with regard um, having an armpit outside. So I've got nothing to say with regards to this. Thank you. Yeah, I think <laughs> armpit outside didn't affect MU for the past two seasons, right? I don't know whether you all remember if there's any goals that have been chopped off. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. You're right. Uh, you're we right. don't. We didn't. I think uh, what you were talking about with Liverpool is the Firmino offside against yeah. Aston Villa that was very recent. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I think I think Firmino is what everyone remembers for armpit offside. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, because he was the first one who got who got yes. chopped off because of armpits. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but has there been any other player who has gotten it? Because he's the only high-profile one that I can think of. But like, has it happened again? No, no, I, I told you earlier about Sterling's armpit was Sterling, the one that was offside was because of oh, um, yeah. Zuma's bachik. His armpit was yeah, offside. Oh. His armpit. So oh, okay. um, it has happened, but mostly it's because of Firmino. So mm. I guess uh, I, I, it feels more to uh, attack towards Liverpool players rather than or just the Liverpool in general. Not an attack, like, just... I think Liverpool fans will have more to say with regards to this. So that's why I have nothing much to say. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm bringing up this topic here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, all right. Uh, moving on to the next uh, rule change, which is the handball. Uh, again, agree with Cedric on what he said about this rule change would encourage more goals or allow more goals to be scored uh, moving forward. So um, we previously we understand that uh, throughout the build-up of the goal, uh, if there's a handball, uh, is there, if there's an accidental handball, then this will, this will be deemed as an offence and the goal will be chopped off. But now, uh, now the rule change is such that if the builder or the goal there was an accidental handball, uh, this will no longer be deemed as an offence. But however, 
it will still be offense if an accidental handball directly creates the chance to score the goal or the or it scores the goal itself. So probably if the goal scorer or the uh the the person who assists the goal uses his arm, then this will uh this will be considered a handball. Um, Arjun, uh, do you agree with this new rule change? Um. Actually, I, I mean, before saying agree or disagree, I just want to say that there's a lot of room for uh, misappropriation of this rule. Uh, also to say like there's a lot of room for error because there's so many questions once they bring about this rule. First off, uh, does this mean that in regular gameplay, when the teams are no, uh, nowhere near the goal, if an accidental handball uh, happens, is that not chopped as an offense? So that's one question. Um, Let's say you're attacking and you have an accidental handball. Okay, it's not going to be an offense. But what if the player assisting has an accidental handball? Is that still considered an offense? Is it not? So I think there are quite a lot of questions yet to be answered before really to say whether it's a positive change. Yes, in the sense that it gives the benefit to the attacking team. Uh, it gives more goals back to the game. Uh, I, I am leaning towards, uh, yes, it's a good change. But I think there is a lot of room for error because... Also because uh, to deem it accidental or on purpose, a lot of times also depends on the referee, uh, on his viewpoint. So that's also more uh, subject, it's, it's very subjective and it depends on the referee as well. So I think there will be a lot of room for debate as well on this. So I, I think, yeah, that, that's the only thing I have to say. I, I feel it's positive, but I think there'll be lots of room for error. Yeah, I understand your point. I mean, for me personally, I feel that uh, <laughs> I'm going to be like Cedric again. I don't care. Um, I don't care whether you know whether they apply this or not. But as long as it is consistently applied throughout the 380 games across the Premier League season, I'm fine with it. Uday, what are your thoughts on this? I think what you the last line you summarized it really well, where you said you it has to be consistently done. Uh, all of these uh, rule changes are great if it if it is done throughout the season without different referees making different decisions. And this is when it affects the game. We should be talking about football specifically. We shouldn't be talking about rules. We shouldn't be talking about all this. And then this feels like in sports, like especially in football, this happens a lot. You know, I, I don't know. I don't see other sports talking about it as much. They actually talk about the game, like in badminton, in tennis, you know, they have a set of rules and they follow it. So it just, it's really frustrating where we or experts have to talk about it all the time and it ruins, it just ruins the game. Um, Arjun brought up some valid points as well. Um, all of these two questions where it's an accidental handoff. Handball should be a handball, whether it's accidental. I mean, actually, accidental, it can be debatable, but a handball that's going towards a game, it should be stopped altogether. You know, it shouldn't be. And if someone is assisting with a handball, then it goes back to um, the Thierry Henry incident. Remember where he had the yes. ball towards the French player? Yeah. Then, yes. <laughs> yeah. So okay, this confuses. This makes a whole other issue altogether. Can there can be another Thierry Henry incident, which is what we don't want to happen? Mm. So yeah, I think if I it's think consistently applied, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think you 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 brought a good point that accidental handball is handball. You know, you just don't care. You just apply it across the board. You know, whether is it accidental or not. I think. Accidental handball only apply when you are the defending side or you are the defensive side, whereby the ball the, the hand is by your side, and then the ball hits your hand, and then you say, "Oh, this is accidental because I did not move my hand towards the ball." Then yeah. that is not a penalty, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Cedric, what are your what are your viewpoint on this? 
So actually, in outside of England, England is like the rebel. Um, outside of England, if your hand, it, if the hand touches the ball where, wherever, it's, it will be a foul. It will be a it will be a penalty, or you know, uh, it it's it's considered a, a, an offense. But in England, they decide to complicate things. <laughs> so in England, there's this. Uh, it's not just the um whether uh, in, now we say, you know, whether it touches the hand accidentally or not, there's also the ball to hand, hand to ball uh, discussion as well. So, you know, if even if you, you just put your hand somewhere and uh, you didn't, your hand wasn't like going towards the ball, you just put your hand like uh, near to your body and, and the ball hits your hand. Like the, the striker could have targeted your hand specifically to win that penalty. So that's why England decided to, you know, have that kind of rule where it's like, you know, only, only the hand to balls will be like real kind of handballs. Uh, I the, the biggest irony of this is that I, Man City must hate this rule change a lot because the first time it was implemented was uh, Lorente in that uh, in that game against uh, against Man City uh, Spurs versus Man City where uh, Lorente actually scored with his uh, hand and it, it was that, isn't that a Champions so League game? Way, you know, if his hand wasn't there, the ball would have gone in anyway. You know, it would have hit. Yeah, yeah, that Champions League game. So the. After that route, after that happened, uh, the the rule change was okay. You know what? If it touches the hand, regardless, it will it will uh, it, 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 the goal should be chalked off. And then the following season, uh uh uh, Man City scored against um Spurs, but then it touched Sterling's hand, <laughs> and then it got chalked off. <laughs> so they they can't catch a break, man. Like when 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 you can score with your hand, they get, they concede, and then when you cannot score with your hand, it, it touches their. <laughs> So I, I just find that part hilarious. Uh, personally, uh, yeah, you, you actually, you actually uh, said it right. I also don't really care whether it's implemented or not as long as it's implemented correctly. Um, if you ask me, I personally prefer the, uh, uh, the, 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 the rebel way, the English way, uh, because you know, there, there, are, there are some people who would purposely you know, aim for the hand and stuff like that. Uh, so that's why uh, it is harsh outside of England. Like for them, it's like as long as the hand, as long as it touches the hand, it's a rare handball. Uh, I prefer the English rebel way, but at the mm. same time, you know, you have to you have to do it uh, consistently. Hey Cedric, are you a rebel in real life? <laughs> uh, a bit depends depends <laughs> on the situation. <laughs> Cedric. <laughs> Cedric, speaking about players aiming for yeah. hand, I have to ask you: Do you think that? Uh, do you think that Sadio Mane aimed for Sissoko's hand in the first minute of the Champions League final? No, no, you're giving you're giving Sadio Mane too much credit. There. Sissoko is, uh, as we've seen in many games, he's, uh, he's known to uh, <laughs> don't don't give Sadio Mane too much credit. <laughs> but but he was just pointing to his teammate where to defend, you know, and then uh, yeah, it's true like, You know, he he put his body up, you know, yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, I just you know, uh, Spurs has been in two finals in the past three years, and mm-hmm. Sissoko helped to concede go two of the three goals that Spurs considered in those finals. So <laughs> I think it's a Sissoko thing. I don't think it's a money thing. Okay, all right. Uh, speaking about penalties, we will now move on to the um, rule change for penalties. Um, last season we saw a record high of hundred and twenty-five penalties uh, avoided by the referee. And and this season there's a title um title uh, uh, uh title how do I say criteria as to whether or not to 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 award a penalty. So firstly, referees uh, referees should establish whether there's contact, and number two, whether there is enough of a consequences to award the penalty. Um, 
I don't really know what it means. If you, one of you know what it means, maybe you can explain to me. But I think my, my interpretation is that whether this foul uh, uh, does stop the player from uh, progressing towards the goal or trip him or stop him from making a pass, stuff like that. And hence, uh, that's my definition of the word consequences. Yeah, so um, Arjun, what are your thoughts on this new, new rule change for penalties? Um, yeah, I think, uh, uh, first of all, the interpretation, I think I agree with you as well. What I understood from this rule change is that uh, basically anything that impedes the attack, stops the attack, um, prevents a goal scoring opportunity, definitely. Uh, so basically, no penalties where, I guess, like off the ball incident might not be as uh, harshly given, things like that. Uh, definitely, I think there's a positive change as well because penalties are so subjective and there's been so much debate, uh, I think, for many, many seasons now uh, of players winning soft penalties. I have to be honest, as a United fan, I think we did get a few soft penalties last season, uh, which I didn't think were penalties. Uh, it, it, I, I don't know, I feel it kind of spoils the game because even if you do end up winning and then uh, you know every, every fan says, oh, it's only because of the penalty, I don't think a penalty should be that easy to win. I, I, first of all, I don't think a penalty should be there to be won as such. It should be something which is given as compensation uh, when you are fouled in the build-up, things like that. So yeah, I do welcome the rule change. But again, as I think as you mentioned, it has to be consistently applied. It's such a difficult thing to apply uh, something so subjective consistently. But I think the Premier League referees are of such high standard that they are capable of applying it consistently. Uh, going again to maybe five, six, seven seasons ago, I don't think there was this much debate surrounding uh, whether penalties are uh, too soft or not. So I think, yeah, uh, basically they should go back to being a bit harsher. I guess that sort of gives the defenders the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, I don't think attackers should be able to win penalties so easily. Wait, Arjun, are you saying that Manchester United has soft penalties last season? This is the first time hearing of it. <laughs> I don't remember this happening. Are, are you sure, Steven, did that happen last season? Um, look, um, yeah, Steven, did that happen? To be honest, I don't remember, you know, uh, I don't really remember whether or not MU penalties are soft. But okay, no, 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 no. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't soft per se, but there was one especially that I remember, I think... Um, Against mm-hmm. Aston Villa, if I'm not mistaken, uh, where Bruno accidentally stomped the defender's foot but was given the penalty. Oh, yes, yes. yes, uh, yes. Uh, again, I don't blame Bruno for that, but I blame the ref. I mean, that isn't a penalty. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm just joking around. I agree what you're saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were a lot of soft penalties. I mean, it wasn't uh, just was United, different. to be fair. I yeah, think uh, a lot yeah. of teams, but yeah. Yeah, but Bruno Fernandez was Bruno Penaldez last season. Look, um, <laughs> look. Um, I think what you said right now with regards to penalties and everything is absolutely correct. Uh, this definitely helps to make it uh, decisions where, let's say, players are not facing towards goal and they get tackled. It prevents these kind of decisions from happening. Of course, if it's a really bad challenge where they're not facing and somebody puts a two-legged challenge towards him, uh, the player, and then it should be a foul. It's just it prevents stuff like this from happening and just going directly towards goal, getting fouled, that is definitely a penalty. We know that as well. Um, I guess this also kind of coincides with the handball penalty issue where if you shoot towards an arm, it, Steven was talking about money and everything, it might reduce it. Um, I don't know whether that helps, Steven. 
yeah, hopefully it helps. I mean, like, I mean, for me, my, my view personally is that uh, I hope there's a rule change that comes about whereby the attacking player doesn't have to fall or dive yeah. to, to, for it to be a penalty. Sure. Uh, we talked about Mo Salah last season, two seasons ago. People were pulling him, pulling his clothes, uh, pulling his jersey, tripping him down. I mean, like, Salah is short, so he has a lower center of gravity. And it's harder for him to fall over. And when he... When, you know, when the force is big enough for him to fall over, people say that, hey, why, why do you dive? But the fact of the matter is that you have to dive to win a penalty. Yeah. If Salah right. doesn't dive, but, yeah. you know, there's an equal amount of force being being applied by the defensive player, uh, it won't be a penalty because Salah did not fall. Salah did not trip. He's still standing yeah. up. And we have seen, I've seen for my, myself personally, to be fair, I have seen Salah uh, standing, uh, like keeping himself, keeping his balance after a challenge which will warrant a penalty. But, you know, he, he, he keep his balance and then he continue to attack because he won the goal. You, you see what I mean? So, yeah. and, then, and then it did not result in a penalty. So that, that's my point of view, you know. If it's a right. foul, it is a foul. We don't care whether the, the attacking player falls over or not. Um, Cedric, what do you feel about this point? Uh, I don't understand uh, what does it mean by, you know, consequences and all that. Um, but the thing is, uh, in the, the original uh, uh, point of a penalty, right, it's not uh, that uh, just because there's contact. So I thought that was already in the rules. So for now, to them, for them to say, oh, uh, by the way, it's not just uh, contact. They're like, yeah, we, we knew. Like, it does, not all contact leads to penalties anyway. So why does this rule has to, have to be here now? Like, I thought it was already understood. So I don't really get this rule change uh if, if if i'm being honest um but uh yeah so i i, I can't add on much because it's kind of like yeah it's a, it's kind of you don't say but in written form now i guess <laughs> yeah yeah to be honest uh, to, yeah to be honest i'm also quite confused about this rule change actually uh it's like it's like i do it's something like you know if there's no consequences me to say like let's say uh I can punch you in the in the in the penalty area and then the ball is not with me, it's an off the ball situation, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit funny, but we shall we'll see how it goes. Alright, I think we covered quite a lot about I think this is uh, 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 uh all of the rule change we have for the upcoming season. And we, we we have discussed in depth for for all the for all the for the, all the rule change. Um yeah, thank you. Thank you, uh, Uday and Cedric, for joining us today. Yeah, no worries. Um, Thanks for having us. No pro, no pro. And listeners, if you have any, any comment for our podcast, please do leave us a DM on our Instagram handle. My Instagram handle is at Stephen underscore rock underscore on. And Arjun's Instagram handle is at Ruven Arjun. Stay tuned for our next episode as we will be talking about Chelsea FC, the reigning European champion with Albert. And in the meantime, stay safe and bye-bye.